Funnelberry Buckle Bar, Funnelberry Buckle Bar. Okay. Welcome to An American Werewolf in New Jersey. I am the American Werewolf. It occurred to me about five days ago, I had this epiphany that I needed to make this video and discuss these topics, so here I am. Now, this channel has been talking for some time about the effects of movie franchises on Hollywood and filmmaking in general. This is a further extension of that a little bit, but then it's also about some other things and some realizations that I came to. Let's, let's take a quick look at the top cinema franchise out there today. The MCU in less than 15 years has made $22 billion. Uh, let's see. We've got number two, Star Wars, uh, over the course of 45 years, uh, has made close to $11 billion. Uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series will be out, I believe, in 10 days. So they clearly have no signs of slowing down, just like... Uh, the MCU. We have The Fast and the Furious. I think they're on their 10th movie or something along those lines. God help us all with these things. But there we are. I think number nine, number nine or number 10 is coming out soon, or they just had some sort of director replacement or something along those lines. I saw the first one and it was so bad that yeah, I just, I, I've never gone back and I, I don't miss it in the least. And we have, let's say, for example, because there are tons of these franchises out there. You can talk about them all day and I'm going to a little bit. I'm going to come back to uh, some of this other stuff later. Uh, we've got Jurassic Park and soon, I think in a few weeks, the new Jurassic Park movie is going to be released. I think that's number six. Uh, they're finally going to be bringing back the original cast from the trilogy, uh, combining them with this new cast as the third movie in the second trilogy. And I'm not looking forward to it at all. Uh, number five was a piece of crap. And uh, I'm going to be saving my money on that one. Now, so you understand what I'm getting at, I have nothing against franchises. I have a problem with bad stories. And increasingly, with these films, uh, as we go on and on and on and on and decade after decade after decade, the storylines get more and more diluted. And it simply becomes, in my mind, uh, content, as many people are saying, for content's sake. Now, that's not necessarily a mainstream argument, but it's gaining a lot of ground. And a lot of people are picking up on these things by saying, wait a minute, didn't you just release something six weeks ago? That wasn't very good. But by the time I've processed the fact that what I saw on Disney Plus really wasn't very good, I'm already being hit by the next thing. So output um, in terms of release is being maximized. Uh, quality control, it's taken a back seat because, well, one of the main reasons is the natural conclusions to a lot of these storylines ended a long time ago. And so if you're on number 10 of something and 
it should have really ended with number two. Well, that's a problem. And it's a creative problem in terms of the writers that are tasked to continually make another one and then make another one and then make another one. And so, you know, it, it, these movies just have absolutely no impact after a while. Um, you know, it, it has all the impact of a nutritional impact equivalent of a chili dog. So they just make another one and another one and another one. But then it occurred to me, well, in terms of, you know, just being a, a person, I don't have to spend my money on this kind of stuff. Hey, and I, I'm not. Um, I'm saving my money. I haven't seen an MCU movie since Endgame. I caught a little bit of what's going on with Disney. I didn't like it at all. So now I really don't watch those very much. And maybe it is like Alan Moore said, that uh, these types of shows are for children and not middle-aged hobbyists. So I'm perfectly okay with that. Um, but hey, you know, the type of show that we run here is about horror movies and sci-fi movies. And we've covered a couple Star Wars in the first Jurassic Park and action thrillers. So, you know, the content of this show really doesn't hinge on any of the franchises really that I laid out. I watch them as a fan because I want them to succeed. I don't want these movies to be bad. I don't want these series to be bad. But I care enough to say, yeah, this fucking sucks. And you should be slowing it down, taking a less is more approach and worrying about your quality control as opposed to maximum output. But increasingly, the studios are being purchased by corporations, and the corporation bottom line is money. And so you get money with more of something than you do with less, at least theoretically. Um, that, that's one particular business model, and it's the business model that these companies are um, exploring. And so my option is simply to stay at home and save my money. And, you know, maybe they'll get the message that way, but also to come out on my show and talk to you. And maybe you'll see it the same way that I do. Hey, you know, these really aren't very good. Um, maybe I shouldn't be wasting my time with this. Um, maybe I should be directing my energies towards people that are actually trying to persuade me uh, with the quality of their content to spend my money. Um, maybe I should just be cracking a book. Maybe I should be getting outside and uh, playing in the grass. So there are lots of different options out there. You know, if you don't like it, werewolf, don't watch it. Well, I'm not watching it. Okay. Um, and, you know, I I'm talking to you about it too, though. Now, irony abounds, though, because, like I said, this show is basically about horror, sci-fi, action thrillers. And then, duh, and, you know, maybe some of you are going to say, duh, it occurs to me that no genre of film is more culpable of producing no plot dog shit than horror. And I've talked about that a lot on this show as well. But I thought I'd run through, run through some of the examples of that in terms of franchises um, that just continually are going nowhere. Okay, let's take a quick look. Halloween. There have been 12 different movies in Halloween. And apparently Mustafa Akkad from the first movie said, hey, uh, you can't kill the Michael Myers character. So they've made up to 11 other movies uh, where the character can't die, which greatly limits, limits your story writing ability. Um, each movie just becomes weaker and weaker and weaker. I, I actually saw Halloween Kills about a month or so ago, and it was so bad. I, I, 
I literally was almost offended um, because it was just moronic and they per they're perverting the canon now just to try to make another one and another one and another one. And it's a perfect example of contents for content's sake. Um, it's just drivel. It's mindless drivel, uh, with the exception, perhaps, of the two Rob Zombie movies. Uh, at least Rob Zombie had the decency to create characters that would actually die. So he has um, some filmmaking integrity um, in terms of that, and they're actually not bad movies. Now, here's another one. Predator. The first Predator is one of the best action sci-fi movies of all time. Unfortunately, that doesn't mean, well, yeah, unfortunately, they continued to make five more of them, each one worse than the other. And rather than take an aliens approach that James Cameron did with the second movie by throwing, you know, his best effort as one of the best directors in Hollywood at Ridley Scott's success from the first movie, making, again, one of the greatest action sci-fi movies of all time, um, we got just a mindless piece of crap um, with a terrible storyline, not a bad casting. Um, the third movie was a little bit better. You had better casting for what wasn't the best story, but you had Lawrence Fishburne, you had Adrian Brody, you had Walton Goggins, um, you know, and, and some other people in there that were uh, Danny Trejo that were that were really solid and helped that out a little bit. But honestly, unless you were going to do your absolute best with a trilogy like this, um, or excuse me, with a franchise like this, or with any type of sequel like this, you could have just left it alone. Um, again, it just becomes weaker and weaker and weaker. Saw. There are nine movies uh, in the Saw franchise. I have no idea why. Um, the first one was rather solid from James Wan. Hats off to James Wan. Got respect for him. But after that, it just kind of becomes torture porn and gore and gratuitous sort of, you know, ghastliness and stories that, you know, just kind of don't make any sense. This endless continuation of things, which again, happens by the time you get to part three, part four, part seven of anything. Let's see, we've got another one. And these are, these are financial successes, which I, I'm going to come back to later. Don't misunderstand me. It's not like these movies go, you know, nobody goes to uh, see these things. People are constantly uh, showing up uh, for the next version of whatever, which believe me, I'm going to come back to later. Final Destination. I have no idea why they made the first one in the first place. It sucked. And that told me everything I needed to know about the next four that came out after that. And so I'm going to keep that short and brief. Child's Play. Eight movies a series that never should have been made in the first place about a plastic doll. Um, I understand, you know, sometimes movies are just supposed to be fun, but yeah, I, I wouldn't go so far as to say, you know, you need to make eight of them and then television series. Um, I, yeah, I just, I don't get it. Um, here's another one, A Nightmare on Elm Street. A Nightmare on Elm Street, the original movie was a super strong movie. It was an original horror concept. It was well acted, a good movie, very scary. However, 
bringing in Sturgeon's Law, which I always bring in um, into these sorts of conversations that basically says nine out of 10 of everything kind of sucks. Well, it also stands to reason by extension of that logic that nine out of 10 sequels um, are also going to suck. Okay. And, you know, we've had nine of these now. Uh, I think they try to reboot. Yeah, they're just, they're not good. And yeah, there you go. The Conjuring. I have mixed feelings about The Conjuring. I like the three Ed and Lorraine Warren, um, you know, Conjuring movies themselves. The Conjuring, The Conjuring 2, Conjuring 3, Devil Made Me Do It. Um, Third one's not the best, but it's not bad. I like The Nun. I like Lolo Rona. Uh, The Annabelle movies, I I don't think they needed to be made. Um, If you were to keep on with this uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren stories, I like how they're aging. Um, You know, Ed's putting on a little bit of weight. Vera Farmiga, um, not quite so pretty. They're showing her aging a little bit, maybe dressing a little more dowdy, uh, so on and so forth. I like their chemistry as a couple. They're strong performances. They're good examples of how strong performances can lift a pretty good story because there are a lot of original stories in the Ed and Lorraine Warren uh, uh, canon catalog. So you could go with that for a little while. You've got a lot of original stuff. Um, We'll see how long they stick with it. The last one wasn't directed by James Wan, though. And yeah, it wasn't quite as good. And that brings me to Alien. This franchise hurts me. It really does. Um, the original Alien is one of my all-time favorite movies, period. What Ridley Scott did to this is just, it's fantastic. It's a perfect film. It's a perfect horror film. It's amazing. Um, I've owned it on VHS. I've owned it on DVD. Now I own it on Blu-ray. I own the special editions and director's cuts. Um, it's just fantastic. And then they did what Predator should have done, uh, which is in the second movie, go with the absolute best director that you can, James Cameron, um, and made, again, perhaps one of the greatest sequels of all time. It, I, I wouldn't go so far as to say it's better than the first one. It's, it's a different type of movie. Uh, it's much more of an action blockbuster, but it is simply fantastic. Um, you know, there was the controversy. And then from there, unfortunately, like many things, it starts to fall off. You get the controversy with the Fincher movie. And after that, it's just a train wreck. And then someone got the idea that you can make an alien versus predator, I guess, based on, um, the, you know, comic series or something along those lines by the fourth movie. It's a, it's a parody of itself. Uh, I liked Prometheus. I saw what Ridley Scott was trying to do, but it's not a great movie. There are a lot of holes in it. And Alien Covenant was just completely unnecessary. So it's not like the genre that I cover um, is blameless. I mean, there are infinite examples of how there are a lot of bad horror movies out there. There are a lot of bad horror. And there are a lot of bad horror franchises out there because for all the reasons that I've already been talking about for 15 minutes now. Here's the thing. And horror fans are the fucking worst with this. Okay. And a lot of people are, but I mean, horror fans are the worst. There's one of the worst arguments out there that basically says, if you like a movie, 
It's a good movie. No. No. Liking a movie is a completely different thing from it being an actual good movie. And I'm not saying you can't like a movie and like whatever you want to like. I like tons of movies that are that are bad. Um, I'll give you a perfect example. Um, in fact, um, this channel in a couple of weeks is going to do a top five favorite guilty pleasures kind of movie, which I'm going to set up the criteria for in a little bit. But let's take an example. Um, I like Van Helsing uh, with Hugh Jackman. It's a horror comedy. I guess, you know, by and large, I don't like horror comedies, but I like that movie. It's got plot holes all over the place. Um, the CGI is really bad, um, but it's it's a fun movie. I like Hugh Jackman. You've got uh, uh, Kate Beckinsale in, um, in those corsets, you know, jumping all around the place in, you know, tight outfits. You've got Dracula. You've got Frankenstein. You've got the Wolfman. I think you've got uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I mean, everything is in it. That doesn't make it a good movie. It just means that I like it. Um, and I realize and accept that liking it doesn't make it good. But unfortunately, there is an argument out there, and I suppose it's part of the it's all good, you know, it, it's all good movement out there that, hey, I like this movie, and that automatically makes it good. No, it doesn't. This is what makes I'm going to go down a list of things that actually make a movie good. A strong story arc. A good fucking story. And you can see by probably part one of each of the franchises that I laid out there, they started out really strong. That's why they made more of them. Unfortunately, by making more of them, you sort of exhaust the storyline. Um, and, you know, there's not a millimeter of flesh left on that horse for you to beat. But like my friend John says, they'll probably just flip it over and start working the other side. So a good story. A good story. A good arc, strong exposition, good performances. Hey, maybe some good cinematography, good direction. These are things that make a movie good. Do you see how I left out liking it? Liking it has nothing to do with how good the performance is. Oh, you might like it because of the performances. You might like it because of those other things that I that I listed. But liking it does not make it make it a good movie okay um and unfortunately the other type of thinking that says that liking it does make it a good movie is probably responsible for why we have 12 of these a thousand six of these nine of these five of these eight of eight or nine of these nine of these seven of these and i think eight of those um not to mention you know, God knows how many we have at this point. And phase four has just kind of fallen apart um, under politics and main characters becoming the taking the backseat in their own movies and series. I don't even want to talk about the last um, trilogy that we had here. I don't want to talk about this at all because it makes no sense to begin with. And yeah, this last trilogy was completely unnecessary. And to be honest, um, the third movie in the uh, original trilogy really wasn't that great. So here's the thing. And here's the thing that I think keeps perpetuating the cycle, because I'm sure if you are relatively honest, you're probably agreeing with me on some level. So why does it keep happening? Here's the thing. This is, this is my theory. 
I think for a lot of people, and in terms of content creation, I'm coming up, I, I keep running into this term, uh, normies, which are just, you know, everyday people, you know, they go to work, they come home, they spend time with their families. There's nothing, they're not bad people or anything like that. But I think for a lot of people, their favorite thing is the next thing. Okay. I can't wait. And you, you see that I see this in content creation all the time. I see it in social media all the time. I can't wait for the next Star Wars. You know, I, I can't wait for that Obi-Wan Kenobi. I can't wait for the next um, Thor. I can't wait for Doctor Strange. I can't wait for Ms. Marvel. Uh, I can't wait for the next Halloween. Halloween ends is coming up. Jesus Christ, what a piece of crap that's going to be. I can't wait for the next Scream. I can't wait for the next. And then from there, just fill in the blank. Okay. Now, that sort of thing and that sort of mindset, I have to say it, it's much easier. You know, um, you don't have to expend a lot of thought necessarily. Every six weeks, you kind of have something to look forward to. Um, you know, the expectations are relatively no, low, whether you realize it or not. Um, and you're rarely disappointed because, hey, you know, I, I'm not thinking about it all that much. But for people um, that are um, and have noticed how these sorts of movies have become everything, they've just become the entirety uh, of what you find in your Cineplex week after week after week. They become the entirety of what you find in your streaming services week after week. It, it's become, you know, 95% of everything. And like I said, I have to travel 50 miles to go find a movie that's different now. So that's a problem for me. And I'm, a, I'm, I'm positive that there are people out there uh, who feel the same way. And maybe you are enjoying these other movies. I have nothing against the MCU. I have every one of those movies up to Infinity War on Blu-ray. I have stacks and stacks of comics from when I was a kid uh, just in the other room. I grew up watching those things. I grew up watching Star Wars. Um, I enjoyed Jurassic Park. Fast and the Furious is a different thing. I enjoyed the vast, uh, probably about half the movies on the, on, uh, on the list um, of horror films that I, that I listed out there. Halloween is one of my all-time favorite um, horror flicks. Just fantastic. I, I went to the theater to see Predator. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street, same thing. Uh, the Conjuring, same thing. Alien, Aliens, same thing. However, I'm 53 years old. Give me a fucking story at this point. Convince me that I should open up my wallet, especially at these prices. Okay? Um, I'm willing to bet if you really take a minute to think about it, you're going to find there's a little bit of truth in what I'm saying. And you might be a little more hesitant to open up your wallet next time as well. Okay, that's my video. Uh, I hope you like it. When it gets to the channel, Amer An American Werewolf in New Jersey, available everywhere that podcasts, anywhere that you can find them, YouTube's live streaming, Twitch live streaming, Twitter live streaming. Uh, spread the word. Thanks again, everybody. And uh, yeah, uh, think about it a little bit. All right, have a good day.